Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. First thing you might be wondering, if you're a longtime listener, is it's Tuesday. What's he doing? Normally this is a show that releases on Mondays and Thursdays. Well, I got a little extra for you today because it's Cinco de Mayo. So I decided to bring in a brand new category for this show, as well as one uh, that is doing good things for a good cause. I'm on with Dano's Tequila and specifically their chief marketing officer, Conley Fitzpatrick. First off, if you're brand new and you didn't know that we don't post on Tuesdays, we normally don't, but this is a show all about how some of the most interesting and innovative brands out there today are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic. And most of the time that means they're consumers. And in my conversation with Danos today, we talk about that, especially given these circumstances, a lot of the on-premise opportunities normally available to adult bev aren't. So it's necessary for them to be building these more grassroots, personalized one-to-one relationships with people in a way that I would consider more authentic than normal. But we also talk about the intricacies of adult bev as a category. We talk about Conley's journey to this point, of course. And we also talk specifically in tequila about what happens when you're an upstart going against these, maybe not 800 pound gorillas, but certainly couple hundred pound gorillas backed by huge A-list celebrities and lots and lots of money. What do you do to differentiate? I thought that was really interesting, and so Conley goes into that. We also talk about the different purpose-based things that Danos is doing right now for uh, for bartenders and for others, and uh, a lot of uh, different links along the way that I'll put in the show notes and different things that they're doing, uh, which we'll talk about as well. But I just thought this was a really great way to tap into a brand new category, to do it on Cinco de Mayo. Why not? Gotta be opportunistic, right? So I'll sit back and I'll let you hear this extra episode this week with, from Danos Tequila, Conley Fitzpatrick. All right, everybody, I'm here with Conley Fitzpatrick from Dano's Tequila. Conley, thank you so much for coming on the show. First of all, how are you? Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I'm doing great. Thanks. Good. Dano's dangerous. What's what's so dangerous about it? (laughs) Then the word dangerous was inserted on the label because when Dano's was first created and specifically the infusion, um, the team would sample folks on it and say half the time people will say, Ooh, that's dangerous. (laughs) Meaning that it's so smooth that it could get you into a little bit of trouble. Mm, I see. Got it. Well, uh, that's certainly the vibe that, that I, I tend to see with, uh, with a lot of the more upstart adult bev brands and for listeners of the show, uh, you'll know if you're a longtime listener that we haven't been in this category yet on the show. So I'm glad to learn from you today, Conley, not only from that perspective, but also because you've got a lot of brand experience at the 800 pound gorilla that you're now bringing to Danos. I'm talking about Diageo, but I'll let you talk about that in a second. And you are starting from a much smaller base and you are having to get creative, especially during these times, it's a little crazy. Uh, so I want to talk about all of that. I want to sprinkle all that in. First thing I want to do is I want to know about where they found you, why you came to Danos, and specifically in spirits, why you had a couple of, you you went back and forth between industries and then you just kept coming back. They kept pulling you back in. I want to learn more about that and then uh, and ultimately where it's landed you today. Yeah, thank you again for this. I'm really excited to be the first spirits brand featured on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So I began my career on the agency side, actually, and I worked across several different verticals. As you mentioned, Um, I worked on OTC, wine and spirits, financial card services, and IT, among others. Um, And then I spent a couple of years as a brand manager at the USTA working on pro tennis. So 
I really intentionally tried to ensure I didn't work on just one category. I wanted to be well-rounded as a marketer and, and try my hand at several different uh, verticals. But from the USTA, I got a call from Diageo and I just couldn't turn down the opportunity because let's face it, spirits is a fun category. And Diageo is one of those companies that people aspire to work for. And, um, and I really had a tremendous experience there. I spent the several years that I was there working primarily on lifestyle brands. Um, those are brands that are really embedded in culture through their celebrity affiliations and their uh, participation in relevant events and entertainment. And Danos presented an entirely different opportunity for me, um, which was really to help build from the ground up a brand that is rooted in its authentic story and its liquid credentials with little to no reliance on influencers or entertainment to drive the message. So that, and I really just loved the tequila. Um, I, I couldn't pass up the opportunity. So um, it's, it's one of those things where uh, I always try to do something that scares me a little bit. And this kind of scared me a lot, but more than that, it was really exciting. Why did it scare you a lot as opposed to just a little bit? I, you know, I was leaving the safety and security of the world's largest global spirit supplier and, and all of the resources uh, that come along with that, both from a monetary and a personnel standpoint and, and really forging a path with a small brand um, that had done great work um, building, you know, a foundation in its first year, but, you know, it's still a, a very, very small brand by comparison to what I had been working on. Um, that and we're a very lean team at Danos. So I knew uh, I was going to be wearing many hats. Um, so that's always a little scary. But I think, um, again, it's very exciting. It gives me an opportunity to really feel like an owner, um, which is something I always strive to do at, at any role that I partake in. Um, and that's definitely proven to be the case. And the team at Danos, while small, is is mighty and brave and nimble. And it's been a lot of fun um, working with everyone. Well, I'm glad that it's been good so far. It's on that question of, of monetary and personal resources that I, I got to go next. And uh, not related to your personal change from Diageo to, to, to Danos, of course, but about the category. Um, and this is tequila-based, perhaps, but it's just, let's call it like craft spirits-based because... Um, a lot of the adult Bev brands that I see that are new and just sort of explode onto the scene, they they start out with a lot of money. And the reason they start out with a lot of money is because they got these massive celebrities backing it up, right? So Clooney's got his brand, Ryan Reynolds has his brand, and then they get bought out for a billion dollars. And it's like, where did that come from? At least <laughs> to me, because I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I'm certainly a consumer of the category. I just don't know every, I don't know the ins and outs, right? Yeah. Um, you don't have that, but there are stories of brands that have managed to get to that level without that. Um, we've talked before this little, little secret to the, to the listeners <laughs> about Tito's. And I, and I think that, do you aim to replicate that? I don't want to start. Well, maybe we can include that in the answer here. The question is like, how are you going to differentiate in a space, which is, it seems like maybe not 800 pound girls, but certainly like a hundred pounds or two have these massive celebrities back in it. I mean, how do you compete with that? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, I had the opportunity to work on two brands that were affiliated with Sean Combs, who of course served as 
the driving force for the success of Ciroc Vodka. And, you know, he basically wrote the book and achieved massive, unprecedented success in the spirits industry when he forged that partnership many years ago. So it's no surprise to me to see celebrities jumping into the spirits world and making a go of it with brands across categories, some of which you mentioned. But tequila seems to be enjoying the greatest share of attention from a celebrity standpoint. Like you mentioned George Clooney and Randy Gerber. You've got John Barbados and Nick Jonas. You've got George Strait, The Rock. Um, I've been joking lately that the tequila category is a virtual Hollywood walk of fame, <laughs> um, right. but it's with good reason. You know, the category is booming and they've got the resources and the platform to be able to make great liquid and, and get the word out quickly. But we believe that Danos stands apart from the crowd and has an enduring platform for growth. And you mentioned Tito's, and I think that's an important um, example. You know, they launched amidst a category filled with flash and lights as well, celebrities and glittering absolute bottles and they had a simple package, a simple message, and it resonated with people. And I think people now more than ever just want something real and a story that they can appreciate or in some way relate to. So we believe that Danos is kind of the tequila for all. You know, we weren't born of celebrity influence. We weren't the brainchild of spirits executives. It was two guys at a steamboat Colorado who believed in sharing the best tequila that they could and, and literally drove across the country in a van meeting people and sharing drinks. And I think that that humble story is something that, you know, appeals to me and appeals to our consumers that I've had the opportunity to meet. Well, I, let's go there next then, because the way that, the way that you've described that just two guys from steamboat Colorado driving across the country and meeting people, somehow tequila brand comes out of that. And uh, I'm sure that you're positioned for growth and that's, that's great, but it's got to be more than just those two founders and you, you got to be building relationships <laughs> with regular folks. So I want to know, have they given you a van? Are you driving around and meeting people or what, <laughs> what, what are the ways? And I'm talking about right now because, you know, yeah. of course you, you joined this year, right? Yeah. And this year, all this crazy stuff's going down and yeah. people can't go outside. People certainly can't go to the bar. I'm sure the on-premise is not, it's not nearly what it was, Um, but you still need to build relationships because you're still new and you still got to be that Tito's. So what are you doing? What is Dano's doing right now in a similar vein to perhaps how your founders started the brand to build relationships on that grassroots level? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, certainly the impact of COVID-19 has, has fundamentally shifted Um, our strategy, right? You know, when I first joined Danos, I had one idea of how we were going to build this brand and it's really shifted. But at the core, we still believe that you have to get out into the world, meet people, tell your story and let folks taste your liquid. Um, You know, a large scale media campaign can be certainly impactful and grab attention, but it can't convince you that it tastes good and it doesn't replace a human interaction. So, you know, I mentioned that Chris, our CEO, was traveling Danos in the van, and, and that really was the entire first year. And it was just about him learning and engaging with customers and sampling literally thousands of people. Um, and when I came on in January, our marketing strategy was based on sampling at scale and communicating our story through PR efforts. Um, but most importantly, actually, we wanted to engage the community that makes this whole business run. And that's actually the bartenders, the beverage directors, the waiters at restaurants, the trusted people who 
recommend and refer brands to consumers. Um, so we had set up, you know, a brand ambassador program and we're working closely with some key influential folks um, at trade. And so for us, when COVID-19 hit, we created new avenues to engage both consumers and the restaurant and bartending community. Um, and I'm happy to dive into a little bit more of what those look like. Uh, yeah, some, let's do it. Know, Great. So uh, we immediately launched virtual happy hours because we wanted to continue sharing the Dano's story and engaging with consumers. As you mentioned, you know, we no longer could go out and do sampling nights in the on-premise. We couldn't do events where we were at a booth talking to people, but um, you know, we wanted to continue to have that engagement. And we also saw an opportunity to support bartenders. So we decided to hire a different bartender each week and pay them generously for their time to mix up a cocktail for our guests in addition to allowing guests to tip them. And then we also set up a donation of $5 for each guest that joins the virtual cocktail hours to the U.S. Bartenders Guild Emergency Fund, which I encourage everybody to donate to. Um, and since those sessions are intentionally intimate, we wanted to also drive further donations by committing $5 for each bottle sold on Reserve Bar com to the same fund. So we'll continue to do that throughout the month of May. And, um, you know, we just hope that people will try Dano's, um, you know, purchase a bottle on Reserve Bar and join us for those happy hours. We actually have one um, today, Cinco de Mayo. Um, it's going to be at 630 Eastern time, which should be really fun. We've got a guest speaker from the Found Footage Festival, which is this really cool um, group that uh, showcases footage from old VHSs. They've been featured on every late night talk show and an amazing bartender named Chad Michael George out of Denver. So, you know, folks can join us for a fun chat, a cocktail tutorial, and then we just kind of shoot the breeze for a while as we enjoy our homemade cocktails. So that's kind of one, one way that we're doing it. And then of course, you know, we're leveraging social media and, um, you know, PR outreach as well to continue to promote our story. Got it. So you're doing that today. Yeah, exactly. So today Cinco de Mayo, um, everybody join us. What would Cinco be without a delicious tequila cocktail? Right. <laughs> we yeah. hope you make yours a Dano's, but either way you can learn how to make a great, a great cocktail and join us for some fun conversation. You know, just in the past couple of weeks, uh, I have, and like necessarily because of the times, um, I started to spearhead at my own, our own small company that I, that I have and made a similar jump to as, as you did, uh, these virtual happy hours, right? And well, they, they take place on Fridays. I might have to make a, make an exception where, where, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put a link to these virtual happy hours where you can find them in our show notes. I'll also, you're listening to this this morning listeners, and you'll have seen probably my posts on, on LinkedIn, quick plug to follow there. But if, they haven't seen it where what's what's the website where, where's the link should they just go to your web like should they go to your website how do they find it yeah the best thing to do is go visit us at um on facebook at dano's tequila and check out our events page and they will see all of the information right there it's a zoom invite actually so everybody's very familiar with zoom at this point yep. um so easy to join us and we love being able to see everyone's faces and um you know have our bartenders do their live demo that way yeah. Okay. So just join a Zoom. Wow. They, you know, it's it's easier than ever, I guess, to uh, to be interacting directly with uh, with yeah. brands. I never, you know, a couple months ago, never would have thought that like, oh yeah, I could just you know hop on a hop on a a web call with like an entire company basically and, and learn learn something. That, that's that's interesting. Um, I guess going forward, are there any other of these ideas that you that you all have and and 
we, none of us knows how long this is going to go, at least a couple of another months probably. But what are other things that are on tap? Yeah, I think one of forward. our biggest initiatives, which I'm personally really excited about, is um, a bartender advocacy program, which we're going to be launching here in the next couple of weeks. Um, we've extended invitations to bartenders across the country to join us and in a training program, really, which is not just centered around Danos. It's really a larger um, effort to help bartenders kind of continue to hone their craft while we have a little bit of this time out from uh, the on-premise, if you will, Um, because we know education is just extremely important to the community as a whole. And so we've partnered with the Beverage Testing Institute and our agency partners at Clout to put together a curriculum, which is going to be tequila category level information, um, training around just general cocktail making skills, personal branding. And then, of course, you know, we'll educate everyone on Danos and and what makes us special. Um, So we're really excited for that. It's going to be a fun, immersive um, experience for, I think, all those involved. And we're hopeful that, you know, those bartenders then will share what they've learned uh, with with the community as well. Well, folks, if you happen to be a bartender and you're listening <laughs> to this and you want to learn, I, everybody, you know what the other thing is, Conley, everybody that I've been talking to, mo- I'll say most people that I've been talking to, have been wanting to take this time to learn something new yeah, and uh, perhaps hone their craft. You know, I, I, I'm guessing that this is something that will be for people who are practiced in bartending, right? It's not like completely open to everybody. How's that Absolutely. Work? We're actually, yeah, we're kind of, we're reaching out to a, to a group that we admire. Um, but you know, we're always willing to meet new folks, uh, in the community and, and we're certainly hiring people on an ongoing basis for the virtual cocktail hours. So if there's bartenders out there that are interested in working with us, feel free to reach out. Um, our email is cheers at Danos tequila.com. And, and we're always happy to make a new connection. Oh, that's cool. It's all, yeah, it's just nice how you're, um, uh, well, supporting the very industry that supports you. Uh, I be completely honest with you. Yeah. I didn't know there was an emergency bartenders relief fund. Can you say what that is again and what they're all about? Absolutely. So there's an organization called the U.S. Bartenders Guild. Um, They have been around for many years and they do incredible work supporting the community. Um, But certainly in these very difficult times, um, they have really sprung to action and put together this emergency relief fund, which many brands are contributing to in in a big way, which is great. So I commend all of my spirits partners for um, doing their part. And and so Danos is just one that is contributing as well and and trying to, you know, do our part to help because it's, it's, it's a difficult time uh, for many out there. Yep. Yeah, that's for sure. And I'm glad that you're doing your part too. Thank you. So I have to ask you for some advice. This is, oh, I'm going to ask you a two-parter. This just popped (laughs) into my head. Um, that's great. So folks, you guys all know what's coming on this show. I ask people for advice. It happens at the end of every show. It's very predictable. Now, the question that I will ultimately get to is how would you advise folks who listen into this show, which are typically uh, brand builders, marketers themselves, either starting their career path or getting their way up the ladder, but essentially who are looking to emulate journeys like yours, Conley. How would you advise them on how to build better brands or more authentic brands? And normally people do that through telling a story or they'll say some, maybe it's a risk they took. Maybe it's a pitfall they avoided. Maybe it's a life lesson they learned from a mentor regardless. So I'm going to ask you for that. I'm going to hold that to second because this is going to be a two-parter. 
Okay. Everybody's at home right now. And uh, I, I would assume people are being creative in their food and drink. Yeah. What, what is your favorite way to do a tequila cocktail? Okay. I love that you asked that. Thank you. Um, so I am actually pretty much of a purist, um, particularly when it comes to a really great tasting spirit. So I typically just sip our Añejo on a chunk of ice. However, recently I too have been experimenting um, as many people who have been home for the past few weeks have. And I really love a twist on an old fashioned, which is of course traditionally made with bourbon, um, but made with our Añejo. So I've, I've really been enjoying that. And we've actually put that recipe up on our website. Um, so feel free to check that out. It's, it's a really fun twist on a classic. Interesting. Does it have a name? Yeah, we call it the El Jefe Old Fashioned. <laughs> El Jefe. <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty great. All yeah. right. Okay. Well, folks, mix yourself up an El Jefe tonight or maybe during one of these happy hours that Danos is doing. All right. I had to get that out of the way. I'm glad that I thought of that, actually. Uh, and um, I'm a seasoned podcaster here. Yeah. Let's get to the, let's get to the real question. All right. Great. Around this advice. Um, yeah. I already gave the context, but I'll ask the question again. What advice would you give to those who are simply looking to become uh, better marketers and build more authentic brands? Yeah. So I think it's difficult for us as marketers, but it's really important to acknowledge that our brand is not the center of anyone's universe, but our own and to act accordingly. Um, so I think there's a time to tout your product benefits. There's a time to seed your brand and culture. And then there's a time to be about something bigger than that. So I think today's current events are, are a perfect example. You know, we're in an unprecedented situation. Um, and when I first joined, as I mentioned previously, I had an idea that we should drive our product benefits. We should talk about 100% agave and zero additives. And that should be just what we kind of hammer the market with, um, because that's a good point of differentiation for us. And you know, lead with those product brand provenance story and our liquid attributes. And, um, but really now more than anything, we want Danos to be a, a positive and an uplifting force for good. So we've considered how we can create authentic connections without driving a hard sell. Um, and that's a difficult thing to do because we, we obviously have performance metrics and, you know, we have numbers that we're trying to hit, but it's a challenging time. And so we want to acknowledge that and have compassion and empathy for what difficult situations many people are facing. Um, and at the end of the day, we've just decided that, you know, it's more important for us to stand for being a force of positivity. So while those that join our happy hours may not remember that we have zero additives or that we use copper stills, I hope that they'll remember that we created a place for them to escape the stress of their day or meet someone new and share a cocktail and a laugh, um, or that we helped the community through our donations to the bartending funds. So I think if we can do that, people will appreciate us and will want to share us with their friends. And that's really the theme of this whole, this whole show, right? Um, you know, driving a feeling amongst consumers that your brand is not just a great brand for, you know, for them, but it's so special that they want to share it. Um, and we believe that that will ultimately drive growth. So sometimes it's about just taking a step back and, and doing the right thing. Well, that's spot on. And yes, uh, accurately identifying what, what we what we attempt to do here. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and building in building better brands. Well, I, I love that advice. And, uh, you know, it's hmm. you know why I like that advice, because it's 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 rooted in something that you, you, you learned, which was different from what you went in to do. And I 
think that a lot of times people will go in and uh, with regard, especially with regard to marketing strategy and hammer home like one point. Oh, we got we got to drive we got to drive value. We got to let everybody know that that this is whatever a clean product, what, what have you. And they sort of forget the other side, which is like if you just if you if you're a brand and you just keep hammering that home, like you sure you could be authentic in like your ingredients, you could be authentic in your in your uh, in what you're doing, it's personal health, like whatever it is. But people are still gonna see through that. They're still gonna see that like yeah, but you're still a brand. Like you've got 100% all this great stuff. Copper steel is awesome, but like to to be spreading like positivity at the same time and to do that and to know that you can do these things and people will not necessarily walk away maybe the first time being like, oh, Danos, yeah, they're the 100% all that. They got it and, you, and they can go down the list. Um, to know that and to act anyway because of the bigger benefits of positivity, I think is really great. And I think that that's translatable, by the way, to anybody out there listening to this, because I'm sure if you're a marketer, you have been given a list of benefits to make sure that people know, and that makes for a better considered purchase, and that makes uh, for a better sales quarter, whatever. But if you get past that, and you can tap into people's emotions in a slightly different way, my guess is that you're going to get that benefit anyway. So, Conley, thank you for that advice. Thank you for thank you. Uh, for for telling me how it is and how you're doing it. And I, and I know that you guys are an upstart. And so I wish you all the best as you become the next, the, the Tito's of tequila, perhaps. Um, <laughs> I love that. I have to think about that as a title. Oh, that's yeah. great. I might do that. Um, well, for all of this, I, I have, a, have a happy Cinco de Mayo. Um, good luck with everything happening tonight and with everything happening over the course of the year. I I look forward to seeing, to seeing y'all blow up and, um, and becoming the next great thing. So for now, thanks so much for being on the show and sharing. Thank you, Adam. Cheers to you. Thank you so much to Conley Fitzpatrick from Dano's Tequila for joining the show today. El Jefe. It's an interesting one. I'll have to try that out. If you like this show, here's what you can do. It's just one thing, really. Follow us on LinkedIn. we got a page there. Authentic Influence Podcast. It's where the shows go. It's where clips go. It's where other news will go. Eventually, once we're all allowed outside of our home, we'll have events and that'll be great. So just follow there. I'm on LinkedIn too, Adam Connor. Be sure to connect with me, follow, uh, send me a message. Let me know what you want to see next. Let me know what you want to see less of if you want to see less of something. But generally, feedback is the best way that I improve. So I encourage you to give it. Also, if you are subscribed, iTunes, Spotify, all those good things, stay subscribed. Subscribe if you're not but you can also leave a rating and review there. It's basically the same thing as feedback to me, just in a public forum. Uh, So let everybody see if you want to have your voice heard in that way. I'll be back again on Thursday this time with another fantastic story about how a brand is becoming more authentic through mobilizing its masses. And for now, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.